Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratech Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Hey, how's it going, folks? Welcome to episode 27 of That Android Show. Um, I've had enough of the iPhone, so I'm back here on the uh, the Android side, and uh, good to be back. I'm JJ yeah, Meadow. Me too. Google now was enough <laughs> on the iPhone, I tell you. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hi, yeah. Uh... I think you guys did a pretty doggone good job. Hey, there's Joe. <laughs> Uh, Joe does not sound like Anna. Sorry, uh, we, we tried to get her back, but I think she's uh, busy uh, playing with her new iPad. Maybe she went native. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, Anna will be back. Oh, she's going to hurt me for that. <laughs> <laughs> no Anna, no Anna droid. Just, you know, just three guys us. here talking about Android. There you go. Got a lot to talk about next. Um, a few new exciting apps on Android this month. Uh, some news from the CSUN conference in San Diego, which Joe and I attended. And... Also, uh, some new devices. Galaxy S5 with triple-click home. What? Kind of Wait a minute. We just did that on April Fool's. Wait. (laughs) wait, We're the right show again? I'm confused. I wonder if Mr. Samsung was listening. (laughs) We inspired him. Is it Mr. Samsung? Lawsuit, I'm sure, will be coming very soon. If they can't have magnification, pinch the zoom, how can they have triple-click home? Is that where the name came from? Mr. Samsung? Is it a guy? (laughs) Mr. Uh, Mr. Clean, Mr. Samsung, Mr. Mr. Samsung, bring me a dream. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh man. All right, let's go to the latest Android news. So actually, uh, the biggest story of the month is um, kind of um, goes way beyond Android. It's all over the place. Heartbleed, heartbleed. Now my heart bleeds. I actually, when I first heard about this, I wrote it off. The, the first, you know, to be honest, the first instance I saw a heart bleed, security breach. Like, oh, there's always a security breach. What is going on? <laughs> you know, you know, it's no big deal. You know, then you start hearing about it on the the regular news. You know, like the top of the hour news from CBS or whatever. Like, wait a minute, that's their top story. This might be something a little bigger. Turns out this one's for real, folks. If you have passwords just about anywhere, pretty much any password that you've used in the past, stop using it. Especially if it was one, two, three, four, five. That was just dumb in the first place. But same combination as my luggage. <laughs> you guess you guess my password, Absolutely. JJ. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. But change your passwords, folks. Pretty much it's it's a security hack. If you haven't figured it out by now, it pretty much lets someone have an open door into uh the guts uh, into web servers, into uh, you know, lots of different things. So pretty much it'd be like someone Listening into a conversation between you and the web server, like, oh, yeah, credit card number, uh, 4121, blah, 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 you know, and it's just there's not even anything to it. And it's out there now. Millions of people can get at it. Of course, it's getting patched. So that's good. But lots of sites that had passwords, who knows uh, what got out. And it's just better to, to patch things. Now, some of the older Android devices... Apparently, I have to deal with this a little bit now. I don't know. I don't know how much that affects Android. I mean, Android four one has some heartbleed things going on. What do you guys know about this? I don't really know anything about how much is affected uh, in terms. Does of Does it Android. matter the same? Okay, if your device was susceptible. Okay, yeah. Does it really matter as much the way it communicates with? It very much could, you can do. Yeah, but it could do True. JJ because you 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 store your credit card on the Play Store, so right. therefore. If you buy anything from that device, could it be affected? 
hypothetically, everything's going to encryption for Google now anyway, uh, that, you know, after what happened with uh, Snowden, everybody started uh, encrypting at Google, Gmail, all the sites, inner traffic back and forth. So it's kind of one of those things that maybe that is encrypted as well. It's hard to speculate. Did you see the story that Google knew about Heartbleed a month before the rest of the world? There's also some others going around that it had been exploited by other entities for quite some time that it was a well-known open source bug. It was a known exploit for at least a year and a half. Yeah. This isn't some new thing that some teenager found. This has been around for a while. But Jellybean 4.1.2 and above, uh, I believe, is is your cutoff point, or 4.3. Certainly, like with our Droid 4s, they're covered because they recently were That's interesting. So this was patched a long time ago. Somebody knew about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are phones that were patched. Maybe remember the uh, that kind of out of nowhere update that we got for our Droid 4s three or four months ago? Yeah. Yeah, that soak test I wasn't expecting. Why are they updating this phone? What is going on here? (laughs) You know, perhaps and, and why not to KitKat or at least dog on it 4.2. You, you <laughs> come out of you like, oh, we're gonna get a new update. Like, no, it's not yeah, anything, no, you were really, you folks. you did correct me and and give me a more reality based look at what possibly that could have been, and you were right. Google's uh is increasing some security though, and this is good. Um, so there was an app a couple weeks ago. I don't remember the exact name, but it doesn't matter because you can't get it anymore. But it was like a security virus scanner app, but it did nothing. It was the app. You open it. It was a secure my phone checkbox, and you could either check it or you could uncheck it. (laughs) Whether you checked it or unchecked it didn't actually matter because the app did nothing. The app sold sold for five dollars. And how many people Joe sold? How many people bought this app? Thirty thousand downloads before they (laughs) stopped. That's one hundred and fifty thousand (laughs) dollars of an app. That Android police was the one that that really uh, broke it down. And they got into the code and they looked at, they decompiled it and they, the code, the entire code was like 200 lines. <laughs> it's it's like that app though. authentication to the Play Store. <laughs> it's, I was going to say, it's, it's like that app though that was on the App Store. I can't remember now. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a $999 app. I'm and Rich. It, it, I'm Rich. Yeah. Yep. The I'm Rich app. <laughs> it was the first, first uh, iOS app at $999 and people <laughs> bought it. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> just because they could. Yep. <laughs> and they removed it. They eventually did remove it, but it I it was a no. scary number of If downloads. Apple would have made it themselves, you know, they would have <laughs> well, <yeah>. thousands. Well, <laughs> they do that every year. It's called the new iPhone. I'm rich. See? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now and they're going to raise Bosley the price shows of the new up iPhone. And, you know, he buys the next one and, you know, it just happens. <laughs> I haven't picked on Pete in like 100 podcasts. I felt like I had to. We're going to double the price of the iPhone. We know you guys are going to buy it anyway. What about what about all the phones that sold with flappy birds on them and things like that? <laughs> oh, good grief! <laughs> right, <laughs> it's an app because the app got pulled, and then they took they started people started selling the phones. Like you want to play flappy birds so bad, you can spend thousands for this phone that had still has it on. I'm sure you can find a version of it, and then there was enough clones. Of <laughs> well, with Android, there. if you had the APK, you had flappy birds still. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. making I'm the sure. rounds. I'm sure it'd take right. about sixty seconds of googling for me to find that. I'm sure it <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be hard for me to get flappy bird now. If I want yeah. it, it's out there. It's posted yeah. somewhere. Probably, probably available still on some Russian app stores for iOS. If you drill brick, you know, it's, it's, uh, how do you say it's flappy bird in Russian? Let me ask Google now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your phone is patched, right? Okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do. We just went over that. My, my phone is patched. Uh, oh, oh, good. 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 Okay. Right, right. We're right, barely. Right. Yeah. yeah, barely. But yeah, these, these fragmentation. Lots these of stuff getting hacked. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, and the fragment there is a the fragmentation again. So if you have an older, older device, then this could be an issue. The, the thing that bothers me the most is the the companies that are still selling four point one devices and four point devices and things like that. Now we talked before about that out of the box OTB. Yeah. Here's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> new phones. Four point one came out in two thousand twelve in in May. Yeah. I was there or in June. I was there. Yeah, and you know that's almost two years ago. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, unless you unless it's something you really want. I mean, I guess you can still buy computers with Windows Seven, but that's by choice, right? Mm. Or you could downgrade from Windows Eight if you're on Pro or part of a volume yeah. license. Yeah, right. there, there there are ways still. You know, not but, XP. Nope, XP's gone. Yay! Yep. Yay! But doesn't it feel like the- KitKat's rolling out slower? It, it, I mean, I think they've talked about this on both this week in Google and uh, all about Android over on the Twit Network several times, but it feels like what was the point of the Android Handset Alliance? You know, and KitKat, it did a lot of kind of coloring things up and fixing things up. But there was like, what's the earth shattering thing? Like, I really don't feel like there's some accessibility things that are in KitKat that are not on my phone, of course. You know, there's some things that would work smoother, but I don't really feel like I'm missing out on a lot. You still on 4.1, JJ? Yes. So you're missing on copy and paste. That's okay. true. Right. Yep, that's little one of things. the big ones. I mean, cool. Cool little things. That's a big deal for me. Some minor things in TalkBack work a little differently. Yeah, in yeah. Google, Google now works. Okay, Google doesn't work. Even even 4.2 didn't have copy and paste. You had to go with 4.3, so... 4.2 has some magnification stuff. Everything has mm. a little incremental. And yeah. I think doing all these incremental versions... 4.1 was was a big shift, and visually, 4.0 was a big shift. Yeah. But Google's really quiet. Accessibility people are quiet, and anybody else in Google is quiet. You really feel like 5, whatever it's going to be, Google licorice, or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it to be Lion Bar, I tell you. <laughs> you Google Lion right. Bar. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what, what candy company can do a promotion with this time? But you, you really well, feel like true. this next one's going to make a big splash, just like kind of iOS. They know that the next iPhone is going to be quite different. That's kind of been running around lately. You yeah. really have a feeling that the next Android five is really this is going to you know be a big thing. And aren't they talking some, about four point five though coming out? I think, and somewhere. that's stupid to me. That that really is stupid. Why are we de- messing with these dot? I mean, yeah, there's it's a, the Jaws game again with version numbers. Be out this month being April uh, to Nexus owners. There's supposed to be uh, a oh new, yeah, a little a update. minor update. Yep. And while we were sitting here about to start the show, there actually was an update to the freaking camera app. While we were yep. just sitting here, we'll have to see if that's we we'll have to see <laughs> if that one fixes the gallery, and makes some things more accessible. So we'll have to try that yeah. out uh, for KitKat people. But you know. I think the Jaws game is kind of silly when referring to just doing version numbers for the sake of version numbers. But by this point, I think some people would pay attention. 5.0 is definitely a bigger sounding thing than 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a redesign. There's there's an article right. that uh, we've been we on retweeted. four for two and a half years. Well, there's an article we retweeted from the That Android Show Twitter feed from twitter.com slash that Android show with uh, one of the heads of Android talking about what feels like a gigantic real redesign. He's talking a lot about flatness and buttons and 3D spaces and he was outed as wearing a Google wearable of some kind like a watch. Mm. Um, so mm. there is definitely watch. a big push coming. Uh, you know, along with the reason why Android TV you know, has been leaked and Amazon felt like they had to get a hold of it and get ahead of it and jump out with Fire TV. Mm. Yeah. Well, we saw how that went. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's totally accessible, not. Oh, uh, yeah. Ask Matt yeah. Campbell who got one. And, well, I mean, could have told you. Fire TV, oh, uh, well. Just because it runs Android doesn't mean it's, it's accessible. And uh, the last uh, 
Amazon product, the Kindle HDX, does have a fair amount of accessibility in it. Fire TV, nada. Nothing. Nah. But another fragmented experience, too, because you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, unique gestures that are to the Fire DX, uh, HDX, and you're also talking about a modded version of 4.2.2. Talking of uh, Kindle Fire and Kindle Android and things like that, um, I found a bug in the Kindle app, which has been a long time going, and that is that if you say it to UK English text to speech, when you start continuous read with the app, it goes back to US. So it speaks oh. the English, US voice. Mm-hmm. Very nice of it. So, um, so I went online. You know, you know, Amazon have got these these chat things, and uh, I went online. And uh, the Amazon experience, being what it is, you know, they told me to do all kinds of things: uh, deregister it, uninstall it, reinstall it, re-register it, and it still didn't work. Still, the bug was there. I said, "But it's a TTS bug. You know, it's not. It's not something to do with the registration." Yeah, but try this out and try this. And I tried it, and I said, "No, you try it with your app." And he said, "I haven't got one in front of me." I said, I said, what sort of customer service is that? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course, so um, Aca- they are. Acapella fortunately knew about this bug a long time ago, and what they did was they stopped any app changing the language of the speech unless you changed it within Acapella. So it oh. works fine with Acapella. <laughs> that's wild did you see the and Bill, by the way uh, you've probably been on this i guess they they have new betas and things again acapella does um yeah yeah they've updated their version they also they do have for those people who want to try out uh, the voices they have a little box now where you can type in text to speak yes and you yeah. can hear it spoken in will from afar if you want and they have a first <laughs> in terms of uh, speech synthesis in android joe they have um a dictionary so yes, you can actually well change pronunciation. And not only can you change pronunciation, but you can tell it what part of speech it is. So whether it's a noun or a verb or an adverb. Oh, that's cool. And, I've never seen that. Have you ever seen that? And it will change the stress on the syllables. Before? Yeah. Wow. I've never seen a screen reader do that before. That's a really cool. No, I mean, that is really wow. cool. Does it work? Yes, it does. Yeah. You should that's try That's a it. really cool idea. Yeah. And uh, who, 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 who has not bought them, though? I mean, that just sounds like, you know, Avona yeah. went to Amazon and... You know, yeah. others, it just sounds like, man, that's going to get nabbed no, up at some point. Probably. No one's bought acapella yet. I hope they don't because they're bloody good. <laughs> well, or, if they, or if they do buy it, then at least they leave them, they let them be autonomous. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll probably get bought but, up, you know. Yeah. That's what it feels like because if, if you get to be so good, it just seems like you get acquired uh, like that speech reco company by Apple or some others. When the, when the Kindle came out, you know, I, I, I sent – because it never, never changed in uh, – you know, the voice never changed, the language never changed when I switched to acapella and I asked Sebastian, who's the developer, and he said, oh, yeah, he said, we don't allow language changes unless you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very well, nice. You, you know, that to be so fair, cool. look, look yeah. that is cool. You know, but look, yeah. as far as the whole being bought out thing, I mean, come on. If any of us got our companies to the point where they'd be worth millions upon millions and you have people coming, it's, it's pretty damn tempting, you know? Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. you can't blame yeah. them for it. Sure. <laughs> no. Or you, you go the route of flexi. And you yeah. just start running. Oh, up, they're going to get. You know, they, but 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 Flexi's yeah. aiming for a, a buyout at some point. Probably. Yeah. That's that's their ultimate goal. As many rounds of funding, yeah, you probably have. It's to. what happened to Bugcom, isn't it? They got bought out by Nuance for talks in the end. It just sucks when you get bought out and then whoever buys oh. you out pretty much kills your product, i.e., Grand Central yeah. and many many others. Oh, you perfect know. example. Good. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> no, no, you, you, no, you're right. But I mean, it, it, it does become a race to the finish. I mean, let's let's take the Galaxy line, right? There's 1,100 different apps within the Samsung universe. 
And some of those are third parties hoping to get grabbed by Samsung, and some of those are not. Some of those might hope to get bought up like uh, Google uh, yeah. coming by and saying, hey, you know, we like Waze. Waze is really cool. We want to keep Apple from having Waze. So it becomes a strategic buy. Yeah. A billion. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Well, how many how many uh, Instagrams or WhatsApps is that? Uh, let's. Put yeah, that I was going to say, what's Facebook going to do with WhatsApp? What are they going to do with Oculus Rift? They're <laughs> decoupling Messenger from yeah. the Facebook app and making yeah. a standalone app, uh, yeah. and hopefully moving calling into it so it goes after Skype and other you know particular uh, apps look, like that. Here, yeah. Here's the deal: when when it comes to voice and data, look, we're getting to the point where people are starting to realize that. Why are we using a separate network for voice calls versus data? And at some point, when all that the network gets to the point where it can just handle everything digitally and handle it like it should, it's all going to be one thing. You know, phone numbers are going to pretty much be come obsolete at some point. Yep. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, the, the cable companies have finally realized that sending things an, you know analog is was wasting their bandwidth, and they AT and T in America wants out of the copper or fiber business they badly. Do. Yep. Uh, Verizon is there's a lot of laws it. keeping them there though that's the thing yeah. a lot of states they have to provide phone yep. service so I mean that that'll be an interesting one to look at in five years and see I bet you're yeah. definitely to the points I mean obviously digital voice calling and voice but that's nothing new we've had yeah. since the 90s but sure yeah. and hangouts is really putting pressure on Microsoft so that's why they came out with the new version of Skype uh, TX yeah. yeah albeit not free no not free but what I understand is that if say JJ had that version of Skype, he could call out to us and it would upgrade us to his quality. So yeah. for the broadcasting, but you and I couldn't call in and start a conversation with him and be at his quality. It's well, still going to be kind of that right. peer to peer philosophy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But even then you're competing against uh, Microsoft link because then your link is the enterprise product. So, and how cool was it to hear that Microsoft office was coming to Android? Uh, wow. Albeit I, I assumed it wasn't going to work. I've used it on <laughs> on iDevices. It's not as horrible as I thought it was going to be. No, but you really you can mm. read. You can't write. Is that the deal? Pretty much. Yeah, you've, you've, you've got to you can... you've got to have an Office three sixty five account. And if you have an Office yeah. three sixty five okay. personal or home or corporate account, then you can actually write to it. Well, that's but worth you getting. Share I can see window eyes. Oh yeah. Seven, well, that's that's, you, that's the month. best of all worlds in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Seven bucks a month for Office 365. We just need it to be accessible on Android. A lot of it's Google's fault, bucks. though. We've talked about that before. That's Google's fault for not having good um, uh, interfaces for edit areas, you know, for edit yeah. boxes. Yeah. Things, like the text yeah. areas. That's mad. That, they that's, don't, they that is my it. number one 4.5 yeah. thing that they need to fix. We'll see. I mean, they know about well, it, no, but they can't, be, they can't say they're oblivious to the, the bug. Quick Office works in KitKat. That's true. They made that free. They bought them yeah. and made that free. That's a Google thing. Does it work with and, a keyboard, yeah. though? Yeah, as far as I know. You know, but, you know, if you're arrowing up and down by line, is this already in the first character of the line? I have to say, that? yeah, Bluetooth keyboard support in Android is sucks pretty bad. Yeah. Well, you know, look at the note-taking apps and how they're trying to deal with it with um, Access Note. Access Note is going to have some specific fixes within that to make it work well for some of those limitations. And that was due to a, a $25,000 grant from Motorola that's mm. going to be coming out later this year, and that should be hopefully helpful with some of the things right. that we've noticed. Right, you guys did a uh, CSUN interview with that, and people can go check mm -hmm. that out. Uh, and, um, and, and free on Braille Android, Plus isn't eight, it? Uh, Braille Plus 18 is going to yeah. see an update to KitKat, and it too is going to have some... Joe, 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 how many times have we heard this? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really hope you're right, and and, and you know, I love the people over at APH, but yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it may have been too much alcohol at the Google party at CSUN last month. I kind of yeah. say there was just the, it was a good party. That was, the, that was it actually, was a good party. It was a great party. The, the B two G's coming out this summer too. I have been told yeah. again. So just just saying. But isn't access note supposed to be free? Did I not hear really? it somewhere? Really? So okay. I heard. Okay. Twenty bucks I, on, on iOS and yeah, maybe I, not. I've heard I don't the, know. He's still no, yeah. I've heard the rumor. I've heard that rumor too. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't know. Huh? It wouldn't yeah. be the first time that's happened. Bookshare and. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Now wait, wait! Now come on, Bard Mobile for Android, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> what about Bard Mobile for Android? You like? Yeah, know? there you go. So there were lots of people at uh, Google uh, at the Google booth. Uh, they had rented an entire room. Yep, they had one of the showcase suites. It was huge, and uh, they had Google Glass there, which sold out on April fifteenth. Uh, and they had uh, Chromebooks there, and they had. It was really funny because they stopped and asked me and said, "So, um, you just came to get your wristband?" And I was like, "Yeah." And uh, so, don't you want to learn more about Google Access? And I pulled out my Droid Four and my Nexus Seven, and I said, and "That thing over there, uh, one of our staff already has one of those." And yeah, we host a show about Android accessibility. <laughs> and oh, oh, I guess you just wanted the wristband. Yeah, I, I'm okay. We can keep keep walking. <laughs> Pretty much got the rest covered. Now we're, now we're good. Thanks. <laughs> but they were there, and they did put a lot of money and effort and time into that Microsoft they as did. well. So out of the majors, you know, there was a great big representation at most of the blindness shows that I've been doing, the big ones, uh, yeah. for Google. Google was there. They were also at the AFB uh, Leadership Conference in New York and uh, did a keynote, actually, at, at that event and an entire talk. They had a big Chrome demonstration uh, from, from Sean Laureate. You know, so didn't they're, anyone they're interview them and uh, be a bit tough with them about accessibility? You know, and aren't they going to improve keyboard and things? And those articles are up at Access World, by the they're way. They're aware. Yep, they're definitely aware yeah. of the keyboard. I mean, I'll just put it that way: they know that they they can't deny that they know of the keyboard issues. So, yeah, yeah. The Android team, like I've said before, we'll we'll see if, if the moving the accessibility people inside of the Android team does anything. And four point five will be the, the really good benchmark to see is Google really taking that next step. So about another five. It seems yeah. like the, the S5 reviews are just kind of meh. Yeah. Mm. Mind you, I've got a 5S, so I want to get an S5. I'll be all right then, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> There's accessibility. So Samsung is, again, kind of fragmenting off, which we knew they would. They've added some accessibility that's not in regular KitKat. Triple-click Home in the S5. Camera app that does the face detection. That sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> a screen curtain of some sort. That sounds familiar. <laughs> a gallery app that's accessible. Well, the, now the the new one from Google maybe as well. It just came out today. We don't know. We haven't tried it yet. So, you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that, that that's enough to maybe sway me. That on top of Android four four, the thing I worry about. And we talked about this before the show is the updates beyond four four. How quickly will it get four five? Yeah, when it comes out, probably a year. <laughs> and that's too long. No, in Samsung, right? So you know, as for the you know. We've gotten to the point with device specs where now phones are powerful enough. It's kind of like computers were five or six years ago. You used to upgrade a new computer every couple of years because it would have a faster processor and it would run things that the old one couldn't. At some point, you stopped upgrading your computer every year because, well, this one's good enough and it's still running what I need to run and there isn't anything amazingly new that I can't do with it. So, you know, at some point, we're getting there with phones too. 
Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I don't need, I've had my Droid 4 for two years and, and I don't really feel like I'm missing a lot. I bought a new iPad Air and I was using my original iPad 1 for years before the App Store forced me to go because there were so many more apps that were dying on the vine. Yeah forcing me into ios 7 i didn't have a choice you know if you want to use this app and you really like it get a new apple device because that's where we yeah. live but there's already sales on the s5 is that because of do you think that's because of of, of low sales or it's because of i think they want to i think their quarter profits were low and i think they wanted to be able to say that they had one heck of a launch weekend and people lined up around the block and you know the attack ads have come out again and tizen phones seem to be sliding backwards so i think there may have been some pressure within Samsung itself to try and make sure that they had a great big splash uh, just to compete against, you know, what is possibly going to be a huge year if iPhone 6 and iOS 8 are anything to say about it. So they do have competition and they do have to deal with that. So that's why this is always timed during the Apple lull. This is when, when we do these things, as many people who follow us know, this is where the speculation link bait articles start to show up and Apple sites start to make a lot of money on a click ads because people want to know what's next. We're in that middle of the design factor and that's why it's no surprise about those stories about Johnny Ives or the iPhone 6 is going to be huge and take on Android. And uh, remember the slides that just came out during the Samsung trial that's recently yep. there about how Apple was starting to get worried about tablet numbers. So there, there is definitely some meat on those bones. At some point, there's too many companies that are doing that are trying to hit the same market. And yeah. at some point, someone's going to have to drop out and realize that there isn't room for them. Mm. Who wants to be number three? I mean, is it Windows Phone? Is it Firefox OS? Is it you know, something we haven't even seen? The Amazon yet? Phone? Oh, good grief. The Amazon Phone. And is that modified? The Amazon phone? The Facebook is it, is phone? it is the Kindle Fire HDX and does it have talkback ish? <laughs> <In, laughs> do, do you trust them? I don't. <sighs> but I'll yeah. be able to talk to real people by pushing the button and going, how does this uh, work? And why can't yeah, I make it? Yeah. Oh. And oh, yeah. oh, by the way, the, the new Samsung, the fingerprint sensor, which they put on to compete with the iPhone 5S, it's been hacked. Yes. <laughs> in the first week. But then so. the iPhone fingerprint sensor got hacked by a little girl when it first came out, didn't it? Right. 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny. So now we're competing <laughs> on age range of hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird bullet point to have on a slide. That's, I'm just saying. You no, know, just... <laughs> I don't think that's... I think that's a good point to stop the segment right there. We, we got a lot more to come up. We got a bunch of accessibility news to come up. We're going to kind of package up and, and talk about in a few minutes, and as well as uh, we'll give some real answers to the mailbag questions that uh, kind of got answered last time. <laughs> and then also uh, your, rea your reactions on the last show and much more coming up. Do more than code. Raise Labs is seeking experienced mobile developers to engineer beautiful apps and influence product direction for well-known Fortune 500 companies and exciting new startups. You'll be working with enthusiastic and supportive peers in a trust-based work environment. In fact, you'll be helping to keep it that way. Join us and contribute to the next big thing for years to come. For more information or to submit your resume, visit us at www.raiselabs.com. That's R-A-I-Z labs.com. Or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash raiselabs. When you need to keep track of appointments and other activities, Google Calendar is a great way to do it. 
Pure Android devices come with the Google Calendar already installed. If your device comes with a different calendar app, you can download the Google Calendar from the Play Store. Search for Calendar by Google Inc. Let's check it out. There are two ways to create new events in Google Calendar. Probably the quickest and easiest is to use Voice Actions. You can either use Google Now or the Voice Search button. The Google Now gesture on stock Android devices is to touch the Home button and slide two fingers up. The Voice Search button is usually located in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, next to the regular search box. Voice Search. New event. Coffee with Wendy. April 19th, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Corner Cafe. Touch to continue. New event Coffee with Wendy April 19th, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Corner Cafe. Google search. All right. If you hear the, the voice of Google, Google telling you to touch to continue, you're in business. At the top of the screen, there's an edit box that contains the text Talk Back Just Spoke. Edit box, new event coffee with Wendy April 19th, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Corner Cafe. You can edit this text in the usual way to make corrections or add other information. Below that is the word draft. Draft. And if you keep sliding your finger down, you find... Go, create event. Let's do that. Creating event. Now, the screen doesn't change at all and you don't get any new feedback, but instead of create event, the button now says... Go, open calendar app. Let's do that. Calendar. All right, as soon as the calendar app opens, TalkBack starts reading the screen. I've silenced speech by waving a hand over the proximity sensor because I've got some work stuff there. So I'm going to explore the screen to find out if my event is here. Saturday, April 19th. Coffee with Wendy, 200 hours to 3 p.m., the Corner Cafe. Sunday, April 20th. Easter Sunday, April 20th. All right, very good. The cool thing is that I can tap this event to edit it. Coffee with Wendy, 200 hours to 3 p.m., the Corner Cafe. Calendar. And when I'm on the event details screen, I can actually use Google Maps to find the Corner Cafe. Coffee with Wendy. The Corner Cafe. Maps. Edit box, The Corner Cafe. All right, we're in Google Maps. The Corner Cafe is in the destination edit box. And in the lower right-hand corner of the screen, we have... Directions to the Corner Cafe by driving, 13-min button. The other way to create a new event in Google Calendar is to launch the Calendar app itself and enter the information manually. Before we do that, I want to explain one thing. Google Calendar displays information in one of four views. Day view, week view, month view, and agenda view. If you're a TalkBack user, agenda view is the easiest to work with. It lists only the dates that have events associated with them. The other views show all the hours in a day or all the days in a week or month, whether events are associated with them or not. 
so you need to listen to each hour or day to find out whether anything is scheduled. Whereas in Agenda View, you have immediate access to the dates and times of scheduled events. So let's launch the calendar app and create a new event. Calendar. Calendar. Again, when the calendar is launched, TalkBack starts reading the screen, which I'm silenced. To change the calendar view, touch the drop-down list in the upper left-hand corner. Drop-down list. Yesterday, Wednesday, April 16th, 2014. The reason TalkBack is announcing the date is that I actually had an event scheduled that day. I'm going to touch that drop-down list to demonstrate how you can change the view. Day, April 16th. Week, April 13 to 18. Month, April. Agenda, April 16th. The first time you launch Calendar, choose the Agenda view, and you don't have to worry about doing this again. Calendar. Now back to my new event. I need to give my dog a bath, so I'm going to schedule that for this evening. Most of the calendar screen has a list of events. Across the top, we have the drop-down list for selecting the calendar view in the upper left-hand corner. We have today in the center, and we have more options in the upper right-hand corner. Let's tap more options. More options button. Showing seven items. All right, we have a list of options here, including refresh, settings, and feedback. The one we're interested in today is new event, which is the top one. New event. New event calendar. This brings up an event details screen. The very first item in the upper right-hand corner will be of interest to low vision users. And that is... Choose event color button. You can assign a different color to each event depending on the type of event it is. For example, you can use one color for social events, another color for work-related events, still another color for medical events, etc. If you're a TalkBack user, these colors are simply identified as color 1, color 2, color 3. Below that, we have the first edit field, and this is Edit box, event name. Event name. So let's call this Give the Dog a Bath. Edit box, event name. Showing text keyboard. I'm double tapping the edit field to bring up the text keyboard. And I'm going to use voice input just to do things a little faster. Voice input. Give the dog a bath. box. Give the dog a bath. I'm using the back gesture to clear the keyboard away. Edit box. Location. The next edit field down is location, and the location is going to be home. So I'm going to double tap the screen again to bring up the keyboard. Location. And this time I'm going to type home. Capital H. Capital H. Uh, o, O, M, M, E, E. And I'm going to use the back gesture to clear the keyboard away from the screen. 
below location, we have the start date, and to the right of that, the start time. So I'm going to tap start date. Start date button. Keyboard hidden. Alert Wednesday, April 16th, 2014. Now here we have a calendar grid in the lower half of the screen. Imagine a page from a print calendar. It's a table with four or five rows and seven columns. Each column represents a day of the week with Sunday at the far left and Saturday at the far right. The top of the screen actually shows the date. It's usually the date of the last event. So I'm going to use this calendar grid to enter today's date, which is April 17th. The 17th of April, 2014. Oh, wow, I caught that the first time. Double tap. April 17th, 2014. The 17th of April, 2014 selected. All right, that now appears at the top of the screen. And once I'm sure this is the date I want, I need to tap the Done button, which is in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Done button. Calendar. Very good. We are back on the event screen, which is the form we're filling out. To the right of Start Date is Start Time. Let's tap that. Start Time button. Alert 12 a.m. Okay, 12 a.m. appears at the top of the screen. It's 12.00 a.m. There's also a Done button in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. But instead of a calendar grid, we have a circular slider. This is a circle that is like the face of a clock. So we need to locate it and then long press. That's double tapping, holding the finger on the screen after the second tap. Our circular slider, zero. Once you long press the circle, just start tracing it. 11. 12. 1. 2. 3. 4. 5. 7. Lift your finger when you get to the right time. 7. Select minutes. So we're at 7 o'clock. I can... Double check that by touching the top of the screen. Seven button. If we touch the area of the screen that contains the circular slider, now we hear... Minute circular slider, zero. All right, so it's the same procedure. Let's say I want to bathe my dog at 7.30. So I'm going to long press, which is double tap, holding after the second tap. 30. I happen to touch the 30. Um, but if I hadn't, I would do the same thing I did before. I would trace the circle until I heard 30, and then lift. Okay, so again, I can touch the top of the screen to verify. 7 button. 30 button. And button. So we have 7, we have 30, and the last item is the AMPM button. It is well past 7.30 a.m., so I'm going to tap the a.m. button to turn it into... P.m. Very good. Now we're at 7.30 p.m. All right, let's tap Done in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Done button. Calendar. We are back to the main event screen. 
Below start date and start time are end date and end time. By default, the start and end date are the same, and the end time is an hour later. You can change this in settings. I'm going to leave it alone since I think it'll take about an hour to bathe my dog. If we keep sliding our finger down the screen, the next item we come to is... All day. All day. You would mark this for a day-long event, for example, somebody's birthday or a conference you're attending. Time zone button. This is great for scheduling things like telephone or Skype meetings with people who live in another time zone. If somebody says to you, let's meet at 8 o'clock London time, you can set the time zone to London and the event will appear to you in local time. Keep sliding our finger down. Edit box. Guests. Here you can type the email addresses of people who are going to be participating with you. So if I decide to rope one of my friends into the dog bathing event, I can enter her email here. Keep sliding down. Edit box. Description. Description. We can write additional information here. I think I'm going to do that. Showing text keyboard. Again, I'm going to use voice input just to speed things along. Voice input. Remember to buy shampoo and flea spray, period. Edit box. Remember to buy shampoo and flea spray. Very good. I'm using the back gesture to remove the voice input buttons from the screen. And finally, we have things like... Show me as drop-down list. Repeat event button. Reminder time drop-down list. Add reminder button. Now that we've finished filling out the event screen, we're going to return to the very top, and we can touch Cancel in the upper left-hand corner or Done in the upper right-hand corner. Done. Event created. Give the dog a bath, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., home. Very good. We just heard um, TalkBack reading it, and I can explore the screen just to double-check. Today, Thursday, April 17th. Give the dog a bath, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., home. Saturday, April 19th. Coffee with Wendy, 200 hours to 3 p.m., the Corner Cafe. We have created two events. Now, let's use the back gesture to exit the calendar. Apps. The last thing I want to show you about the Google Calendar is that it's got a great widget. The home screen widget shows you the next two calendar items. So, I'm on my home screen. Home screen 3. And the calendar widget shows me the next two events. Thursday, April 17th. Give the dog a bath, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., home. Saturday, April 19th. Coffee with Wendy, 2 to 3 p.m., the Corner Cafe. I can tap on either of these events to edit or delete them. So, how do you put the calendar widget on your home screen? Let's tap Apps. 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 To get into the app drawer. And in the upper left-hand corner of the app drawer, 
which is where all of your apps are listed, we have apps. Apps, and to the right of that, we have widgets. Widgets. Let's tap. Showing item 8 of 19. Widgets are arranged grid fashion in alphabetical order, just like the items in your app drawer. So, your job would be to find the calendar widget. Book, 1 times 1. Calendar, 2 times 3. Widgets, page 2 of 12. And you would long press it. In other words, double tap, holding your finger on the screen after the second tap. Your device plays a series of tones, vibrates, and sends the widget to the home screen. To recap, there are two ways to create a new calendar event. One is through voice actions, the other is through the calendar app itself. If you use voice actions, use the Google Now gesture or the voice search button to speak the information. If you use the calendar app, launch the app, touch more options, and then touch new. If you're a TalkBack user, the best way to scroll through your existing events is to put the calendar app into agenda view. To do this, go into the calendar app, tap the drop-down list in the upper left-hand corner, and choose agenda view. Finally, to hear about the next few events coming up, place a calendar widget on your home screen. To find the calendar widget, from the home screen, tap Apps, tap Widgets near the upper left-hand corner, then move through the selection of widgets exactly as you would move through the app drawer, long pressing on the Calendar App widget. Enjoy your calendar and keep up with your events. Welcome back to episode 27 of that Android show and some cool accessibility news this time. Uh, Tap Tap C, one of the most popular apps uh, for iOS. They won an access award at the AFB Leadership Conference and, of course, been one of the big success stories over the, the past year. So uh, Tap Tap C is now on Android. I do have it. It works as expected, even with my crappy camera on my phone. Better than a Nexus 7. Yep, it's- that's <laughs> Yeah, that's but, true. JJ, have you done any benchmarks? Because I've played with TapTapC and CamFind, and CamFind works just as well, pretty much, and it's free. That's interesting. You know, that's interesting <laughs> to me. So they, so they have the same company. Image Searcher has two apps. <laughs> TapTapC is the one that is designed uh, for the blind and, and does the pictures and the object recognition and things like that. And also, there is a fee for that. After you take a few pictures for free, you have to pay uh, roughly eight bucks a month, either for a subscription or for a hundred pictures. Um, then there's CamFind, which is more for identifying store like barcoded objects and like things like that. At least that's the way I understand it. Do you find that CamFind, you know, it's more for retrieving prices and things like that. Does CamFind do better with, say, if I were to identify a food product versus if I were to identify your shirt? It seems like TapTapC would probably work better there. Yeah, probably. I mean, but the amount of people I've seen on the Ice Free list taking pictures of their guide dogs. Just to have tap tap C say it's a brown Labrador or something stupid like that, you know. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, you know, the, the detail. I took a picture of myself lying down, and this admittedly, admittedly was with my iPad Mini Retina, but I, you know, I've been kind of comparing the two back and forth, and it came back uh, brown-haired man on bed with a sh- uh, shirt with gray writing, laying on gray pillow. <laughs> wow, that's the most detailed thing I've ever seen from tap tap C. <laughs> 
But now, what is the great Boy, that says a lot about color sensors on your phone. I, I don't know. You know? <laughs> or yeah. somebody colorblind was actually looking at a red uh, shirt on green pill. No, wait. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. Tap Tap C does give more detail. But, you know, from the point of view of identification, things like that, a lot of times. Depends what you need, I think. I, I, you know, for me, when it comes to barcodes and things like that, and I'm admittedly biased, I'm going to use a barcode scanner. But when I could definitely see myself using TapTapC for trying to get maybe a little more read on my my shirts or my clothing, things like that, room scenes, you know, know, again, tools in the toolbox. Yeah. You know, Joe's favorite phrase. And, you know, I'm definitely glad to see them come over. One thing that I'm a little disappointed about is if you buy, uh, at least as far as I can tell, if you buy as an in-app purchase uh, the add-on, you can't do that cross-platform. So me with TapTapC on my Droid 4, soon to be Nexus 7, and my iPad, if I buy a subscription, it's only going to work on one side or the other. And I wonder if that's from making it easier for users of either to be able to get to that as opposed to doing it through a web way of doing that. I mean, certainly. Well, they probably do have to do the in-app purchase. If they want to sell it from within the app, they're going to have yeah. to. Well, that's yeah, ease of use to, versus doing something outside of the app store that would have been you, cross-platform licensing. You, you'd have to, Yeah, you'd have to set up an account with TapTapC, wouldn't you? I'd be yeah. fine with that. And you yeah, can log uh, in. It's like Netflix. You know, it, you could use it on a number of devices, whether they be Android or phone or you know Windows 8 computer, what have you, because you're really just paying Netflix, whereas an in-app purchase yeah. is going specifically yeah. through that app store. If you want to make yeah. it easy, do a, you know, either purchase now, blah, 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 for this device, or I already have an account, click, and, you know, let me log in. I'm not going to speculate on terms of surface surface. I'm not going to speculate on terms. I was thinking Microsoft. I was thinking yeah. uh, universal <laughs> apps, um, yeah. you know, because that came out too, because Microsoft has the exact same thing, you know, with windows phone and windows eight and Xbox. So it oh, is yeah. a terms of service issue with each app store. And as a developer, sure. you're, you're, you're locked in. It's on not necessarily as easy of a fix as I'm implying it should be yeah. for the user though. And I remember when tap tap, you know, when we interviewed them on Talk and Triple, when we approached them, you know, their idea was to make that as easy as possible and as painless as possible. And most people, they were afraid might forget a separate ID and password. So why not make it as simple as you could with user, you know, ID and password? Does that bother you? And that's that's a common refrain from developers. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of users, blind mm-hmm. users especially, want simple interfaces. Does yep. it bother you that apps are dumbed down for blind users? Because it does me. It does I me too, yeah. I think it's really kind of scary because, well, you know, it gets into this ar- argument. So recently, Leonie Watson got a uh, Nexus 7, and she's talked about it on Twitter. And uh, definitely listen to Access Talk. That's a wonderful and podcast. How? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll be talking about it. But it got into a very side conversation in Twitter that I was involved in about people liking flicking and picking and sticking, as I call it, and swiping, as opposed to explore by touch. And I drug Steve into it (laughs) unknowingly. Um, (laughs) But I uh, drug Steve into this conversation because there's just some things that I like about explore by touch. Where I move my finger is what is physically represented by speech under it. And it's why I like the iPad Maxi versus the Mini. Because I, for years, I've always wanted a talking piece of paper. And Ray Kurzweil has talked about a 
you know, talking yep. piece of paper. Well, even the, the mini, iPad, though, a seven inch versus a, a three or four inch, a seven inch screen, you can definitely, mm. you have a much better, yeah. the but bigger the, wrap, the screen, though, the way, I'll give you right, the, the bigger, the, bigger the screen. way, you know, right, so, for sure. You know, so, but, but, but for the most important part, iOS has a tendency to lull people into a sense of security of flicking is going to put you, it's like tabbing everywhere, you know, instead of using a virtual mouse. And I do like the comfort of knowing that physically with these uh, versions of, of, of excess, where I'm moving my finger, that is directly red. And of course, like Steve's told me, I, I'm odd in that I'm low vision and I use specifically speech, but I'm using my vision as a camera just to verify that that's the home button or that's the back button or that's the cancel button. No, you're not odd. You're just more efficient than the average low vision user. But I don't want to flick and pick and, and tab there and, no, and miss no. information. I'm equally odd, Joe, because I've got muscle memory as to where things are on the screen, but I've had no mm-hmm. vision in my life. And yet a lot of blind people can't do that. You know, I remember where buttons right, are. But good, good advanced mobile phone, smartphone users will do that. It's just, it's just the same with Windows where a basic user is going to take a screen reader. They're going to start either just tabbing down the page or arrowing down the page or doing yeah. links list maybe, where an advanced yeah. user is going to go to a new page and every page is going to be different. This one you might do H for heading. This one you're going to do find on page. Yeah. You know, and you know yeah, right. as soon as you get right. to a site that you visit often. Yeah. And HTML5, I'm going to do my own set of keystrokes, learn these. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. But, you know, the yeah. simple solution for a lot of this, I mean, I under- okay, simple interface is cool and some people appreciate it. Just fine. Do a basic options, you know, then like a setting and then like enable advanced features or something. If you want to do something like that, I would be perfectly fine with that because if you know how to find it, then you can. It's like this business of single tap, Joe. I mean, I fought for that with Android before it came out. I was all over it. I, I said, I want single tap. I, I don't see why blind people should have to tap twice. Makes no sense. Once for focus, you know, once for activation, like yeah. a double mouse click in a way. Yeah, it's dumbing down, isn't it? Mm. You know, that's how I feel. Depends how you depends how you hold the screen, I guess, right? No. no. Are you landscape or portrait? It all depends how you <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we have both with Android, but iOS still doesn't have the ability to single tap. No, you can they, split they probably tap. never will. They won't. No, well, it, you can split tap, it, but you can't single tap. It also gets into and getting back to JJ's question, which I think is very apt. It gets into design, you know, um mm. If you look at more low vision people coming to Android because they have an issue with the design of iOS, bright color, button shapes, all of that. The other side of that that's been lobbed at us over the years, the long history of the show, especially back when it was on Tech Chat, was that there was no conformity, that apps were never the same, and this never did this, and this never did that. And I, I tend to see that now on the other side of it too, iTunes radio specifically. There are some inconsistencies in that world. As these things get so large and so huge, you can't um, control you, everybody. You it's can't, and you can't make happen. everybody happy either. No, you can't. Speaking of making people happy, this really—I was surprised when this news came out, and I, I think other people were too. Uh, Eloquence, the what yeah. we thought was completely dead speech synthesizer, which really was. I mean, makes an appearance, and we saw it live at CSUN on yep. Android. It is coming to Android. And I'm, st- I, it's really weird. I know it's a really old synth. I know it's much more robotic than what else is up there. I'm excited for this. I really am very excited for this. And it was fast, dude. Me too. I know. And, and yeah. I'm gonna, Steve, you're going to say, you're, you're, where's your acapella and all that, which is fine. But I mean, this is, 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's, no, it's, it's a it's comfortable, very responsive. It's very re- responsive, JJ. I like, and it, it goes I, fast. It goes really fast, really yeah. fast. The interrupt was yeah. just really quick. Yeah. So I coming to wait. the Google When's Play Store, so you don't have to do anything crazy. Um, yeah, code twenty bucks ish, probably, that. and it's, it yep. may even be out by the time this episode comes up. We know we know it's coming out within weeks. Yeah, yeah. And Code Factory in a booth representing Android, big time. Um, still yeah. talking mobile accessibility, and uh, some of those phones uh, and phone carriers are no longer giving that away for free. So if you're AT&T, depending on when you hear this podcast, if you ever wanted to have mobile accessibility, you probably should go get it because Verizon users uh, would have to go back to paying for it because that issue of getting it for free has ended. Yep. So who still has it for free at this point? I think Sprint still does. Sprint and AT&T at the time of this recording. Right. You know, I, I, that doesn't bother me too much, but I mean, I know there are some... Mobile accessibility is a good solution for some people who want a really simple interface and they can't afford the iPhone. And yeah, I, I do run into that every so often, especially those yeah. like, I have Boost or I have, uh, you know, whatever Sprint uh, off-put carrier that's out there. You know, there's a million of them. I can't keep up with all of them. So, you know, well, now we're back again to having that, that interface on rails where you can't fall off. Um, yeah. some people are very happy with that or what Odin mobile is doing or some of the other things that are coming out or even the Samsung galaxy advanced stuff that may not be something that speaks to us, but you know, that yeah. stand and the case and all that from Samsung. It disappoints actually- me though. I mean, that, that's some, some of that I get, the, I get that the case is going to just fit that advice, but why, the stand and stuff, why would you only make it for that device? And again, well, you know, why can't you make it for your flagship? If you're doing a audio labels thing, which I guess is what kind of like a pen friend, cool idea. Why does that only work on that device? It's a cool mm-hmm. idea. Glad to see Samsung trying some things. Yeah. You know, yeah. but because none of the techie Android users are going to buy that phone. No. You know, even if you're blind, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm blind. That's the, I've never heard that phone ever come up in a discussion of, oh, this is the phone that blind Android users should get. You hear more from the, uh, you know, the Autumn VI people because they're, they're pushing the Nexus 5. They aren't even pushing the Samsung phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the stories that's really gotten huge since CSUN is note taker versus iDevice and or Android device, depending where you're, you're reading it from. Only since CSUN, it's been around for a yeah, long time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but I, I, I hear you, but it's come back up into the conversation again, right? And yep. to answer your question, it's procurement officers. It's sometimes cited procurement officers or cited tastemakers that go, ooh, that's my grandmother or that's X, Y, or Z relative. And so I'm going to purchase this because they are visually impaired and or blind. And so that would work for them in a, either a helpful or other role. So, and then, and then they hand them the device and then they uh-huh. assume they're just going to be able to figure it out. Yep. And then they get mad when they can't. And, you, and a year later you see it on eBay because yep. they couldn't figure it out because there was no training provided with it. Or in a classified ad at Blind Bargains. Yes. Or my <laughs> bargains, Craigslist, eBay, they pop up all over the place. You could yeah. buy a $395 magnifier that uh, runs on Android, but it runs on Android. Uh, this is iSyst. They made the uh, this uh, the iZoom uh, magnification software for Windows that yep. everybody's heard of. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mercury magnification OCR suite for Android. Was it me or did everything have an OCR chip in it at CSUN? Like even a coffee maker is going to have OCR. <laughs> OCR. In it. Yeah, yeah. I just 
you know, and this is one of those situations. And any cheaper, usually you move. Like, oh, we're gonna run on Android, and we can sell it for ninety nine bucks. No, this was still four hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's really like they were trying to use Android just so they can sound cool, and they weren't the only ones. But this is well, one that caught my eye. There were others. Okay, you know. Yeah, how many video magnifier companies did that last month? Uh, let me count the ways, and we'll have to talk about that on high contrast. Well, for you're sure, right, and, and some of them have. I mean, it, okay, it's cool. It is cool to have if you're if you have a a portable video mag or a desktop one and you want to add an ipad app or an android app as an, ex- an additional output or control that's kind of a cool idea especially yeah. if, if it's that's like a free little add-on sure. but paying 400 dollars just for an android based uh, magnification system who cares and, and, I, I don't care if it's android based i guess if it works then that's good if it doesn't work then that's stupid i would get byron <laughs> lee on a couple of those in his low vision rants um you know website uh because i think that would be very interesting and and to speak back to what Steve has asked me before, I would rather have speech read that to me more efficiently and quickly than to rub my nose up to my phone yeah. and see, oh, wow, yeah, that's a, that's a six, and I had tuna for lunch. Uh, that's a nine. That's a, you know. I, I yeah. don't know that video magnification on these tablets is a great idea. Now we're right back to what we just talked about a second ago with purchasers. Well, we bought some iPads. This will work out just great, you know, or we bought some Android tablets. We just get this app and we could save ourselves. A, well, not a whole yeah. lot because those things are still expensive as all get out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they don't work as well. No, yeah. you get a lag or you get some type of weirdness to it. Um, and I, I just, I think yeah. it's a great I'm idea. Not it's maybe, not possible. Maybe, you know, when we get past, uh, you know, Wi-Fi AC, or we get into gigabit within a network that might work because data transfer is going to be a really, really fast. But mm. you know, there's a lot of issues w- with that. I mean, there's so many people who've tried it before, and there isn't a market. Look at Prismo and other other apps. You know, for the sighted yeah. community, there is no wonderful neatness to taking a picture of text and capturing it. You know, that's why those apps have, were like nine ninety nine to begin with and are now down to 99 cents. The only people who care about it is our community. That's true. Or in a chip in your coffee maker. <laughs> yeah. <that's, that's>, <laughs> Lots more coming up. And, uh, of course, IO will show us a lot of things. And we'll, we'll see as we get towards the summer shows. Ooh, the uh, summer shows. Yep. Ooh, the summer shows. Definitely. Uh, finally, what is modular phones? What is this? This is like a I, Lego phone? Like we like build it? Like, okay. Lego, yeah. I, I think I think I think you're right. Don't get me wrong. I, I, and and that would be neat if it was like Star Wars Lego edition phone. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. But here's the thing. Okay, Ryan Seacrest was involved in that company called the Typo Keyboard, if you remember. Um, and the Typo oh, yeah. Keyboard is the thing you add to your iPhone to have a keyboard. Now, I say that as a Droid Four owner, I think. I think, JJ, I have to let the dream go. I don't think there's going to be a Droid 5. No, but no. I, 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 think that, I think we saw those mock-ups and got our hopes up, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> but it could be a possibility that these modular phones could allow QWERTY keyboard add-ons. And this is kind of like the tech that came out of the Moto X, right? Because the Moto X says you can have all these different colors, or you can have wood backplates and have your phone in teak or something like that. This seems like part of that concept is carried over to Google itself, and there could be this project or a phone where you could piece it together and have the screen you pick want your or battery, the color you want. Pick your screen, exactly, the and possibly hi- hypothetically, 
possibly a keyboard because yeah, there are still some of us out there. There's still people who use blackberries too. go, go figure. But that's a possibility that this could be, you know, mm. maybe if you needed something specifically handheld wise, maybe you needed it to have a more rugged back because you have issues with grasping, you have physical disability issues as well as those with vision loss, then this might be something you want to look at because the general way to get around that now is to get some type of odd case. Lots of different modules I talk about here, Wi-Fi, batteries, chargers, displays, mm-hmm. uh, thermal imaging. Phone with your own features. Yeah. It's build know? a burger, but in a phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your own. You kind of just order what you want. Hey, and someone can make some sort of custom Braille keyboard for it. A la carte. You know? Well, you know, with 3D printing, that is possible. We saw enough 3D printer people talking, American Thermoform and others. That, that to me, the next big thing in assistive technology, and we kind of talked about it at the uh, beginning of the year and this year in assistive technology, that seems to be the next thing, you know, printing out straight canes or printing out, uh, you know, Tupperware yeah. with Braille labels already on You get a $300 them. 3D yeah. printer now. There was one on Kickstarter. Um, yep. And of course, I mean, that's becoming, you know, pretty soon the mainstream companies that you're going to start seeing 3D printers at office stores and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, office it's just Max about hitting that point. It. Yeah, yep. you can just it's, go there it's, and it's right. commission. It's, it, it's just about starting to hit the main. I mean, we're getting to that point where people understand what 3D printing is and everything. It's, it's getting out there going to be a weird time in accessibility because a lot of the traditional things will go away. You wouldn't necessarily go to a specialized device company anymore to get, you know, a braille set of X or Y or to get something that, you know, has a bunch of weird affixed labels onto them. This would actually just be something you would print in in your home or down the street at whatever store. Did you see uh, some people there? They had a 3D printed business cards that were raised in braille and everything. That is wild. That's really cool. I that want is one really wild. or a hundred. Get a little heavy. It just seems like so long ago that the first tiger showed up with those really pointy braille dots that would cut your fingers when you were running it over the oh, space gotcha. shuttle. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 a lot more coming up, including mailbag. Stay tuned. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it. You don't do anything but think about it. What are we going to do if we lose the house? Where are we going to go? At work. I can't let anybody find out. I'm so embarrassed. At dinner. How can I tell the kids? It's going to wreck their lives. And at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get through this. What's going to happen to us? It's time to stop thinking. It's time to start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. I'm all alone. No, you're not. We've helped over a million homeowners and we want to help you. And now there are more ways to help, but the program ends soon. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Today we're talking to Nimmer Jabber, an ice-free list user who has a brand new Samsung S5. This phone has a lot of great new features, so he's going to tell us about it. Now let's start with the physical device itself. So describe that to us about how big is it and how many buttons does it have. The device has a 5-inch screen. It is slightly Thicker and heavier than the Galaxy S4, I doubt most users will really notice a huge difference. 
uh, roughly about the same size, maybe a slight bit longer and wider, very, very slight. It has a volume rocker on the left-hand edge of the device. That's about three-quarters of the way up. And then going up to the top of the device, on the top edge, there's an infrared sensor. And then on the far right-hand side, top of the device, is a headphone jack. Right. And then going down the right-hand side of the device, on the edge, there's a power button. On the back, there's a camera sensor and a heart rate sensor and a removable cover that gives access to the battery. On the top of the device, towards the bottom on the screen, there's a home button with a built-in fingerprint sensor. And on the very bottom edge of the device, there is a charging port. It uses the OTG USB 3.0. It does not use the micro USB, and it has a cover, like a uh, charging cover. Like a little capper, a capper lid on it, kind of. Right, a little bit, a little cap on it. It is, uh, it's waterproof, so it wants mm-hmm. that cap in order to make it waterproof. Oh, very good, very good. Okay, so interestingly, you said that the home button was at the top of the device on the screen. It's on the bottom of the screen. Oh, uh, sorry it's, about it's that. Below the screen. Got um, it. Right, it's below the screen. Okay, and now does it have a removable battery, or is that set in place? It does have a removable battery, uh, 2,800 milliamps. It supposedly gives 29 hours of talk time. Oh, wow. There's also a micro SD slot under there and the SIM card slot. Fantastic. So the the expandable memory is great. (laughs) Excellent. Right. And what version of Android and TouchWiz is it running? This thing runs the TouchWiz Nature UX 3.0 and Android KitKat 4.4.2. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's got the latest and the greatest. And um, what does it cost, and can people get it through their carriers? It's available on just about all the U.S. variant carriers, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, and International. It's available internationally as well. The cost, I believe it's 650 for retail uh, dollars. For retail, mm. and but wow. a lot of the carriers have it on zero down or uh, one ninety nine on contract. If there's a carrier that does contracts, um, Verizon or AT and T, you know, but that just depends on the carrier uh, as to how subsidized it is. But the point is that people don't have to pay the full retail if they don't if they're willing to go through a carrier, they can get it. And, and right, right. The, the carriers will subsidize it. Uh, T-Mobile has it for zero down for their well-qualified customers, and as does Sprint and others, I'm sure. So GSM and CDMA, great. Fantastic. Okay. So now the reason we're talking to you is that this device has some really nice accessibility features. It's not a pure Android device. It runs Samsung's TouchWiz and some... Eyes for users actually prefer TouchWiz because it does have a few extras. This device is probably an example of um, that. So let's talk about settings. What's different about settings here? Right. So in the settings menu, and I'll go ahead and go there right now, but in the settings menu, there are three different ways of laying out the settings. There's a grid view, there's a list view, and there's also a tabbed view. So I'll go ahead and go to settings. 
Settings. Settings. Connections. Device. Device. So, as you see in the in the settings menu, there I have it set up in the tabbed view. So along the top, there are connections. There's device. Controls. There's controls. Controls. General. There's general. Applications. And there's applications. And so uh, there are various options in each category. Some options are duplicated. And the ones most people will be uh, wanting to know is accessibility, and that one's under device. Okay, so they would go into settings and then the device tab and then accessibility. Right. right. Now, if you wanted to change the layout of, this, uh, of the settings menu, you would go into the more options. There's the more options on the top right-hand side. Or you would touch and hold the capacitive button to the left of the home key. It's a touchscreen capacitive button. Mm -hmm. And that would get you into where you could make those adjustments. That's right. Okay. All right. So that's one thing. And, and I do like the list view for people who don't want to mess around with tabs because they, they want everything laid out for them. And there's and, and I like the option of grid views because some people actually get have gotten used to the grid and they can deal with that. So I like that there are lots of different options um, to choose from as far as how that's laid out. Let's talk about typing. So what's what's exciting about typing? Right. Well, let's actually go back to the the settings menu because the settings menu also has a search button at the top of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so the the search button allows for you to find just about any uh, option in the settings menu. So to talk about typing, let's go to that search option here. So it shows the keyboard. And mm -hmm. so there are, it's, it's, uh, as you'll notice as I'm moving around, the keyboard is very similarly laid out as, as the one on the Nexus and on other Samsung products, but it's a lot more responsive. So I'm going to just move around a little bit. Oh wow, yeah. So I'll just uh, wow. I'll just type in talk back. So it's very responsive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There it is, yeah. Definitely. Right. Okay, so it, it's very responsive and there's also a feature that maybe people who are new to touchscreen typing would like. There is it is in the settings menu, so accessibility checkbox not checked. If we go under accessibility, search keyboard shown. Let's go under settings apps. Oops, here we go. settings. I went back one too far. Settings search button connections quick settings Wi-Fi quick settings head Wi-Fi quick connections device. So I'm still getting used to this. And those tabs up at the top are <laughs> right. pretty small. Uh, Talkback mm -hmm. right. sometimes right. wants to go down below them. Right. Person, easy mode, accessibility, blocking mode, accessibility. So we'll go under accessibility. And then the accessibility uh, menu is actually laid out in categories as well. Mm -hmm. And so the menu that we want to go into is vision. Hearing. Mm -hmm. And that's the topmost menu. Okay. And under vision, there's an option. Rapid key input. So rapid key input basically allows for you to basically as you're typing, you're going to slide and lift. Uh, just as most people are accustomed to typing on Android. 
Right. But you can also, if you uncheck this box, you would have to double tap each letter as you're typing it. Okay, that that's useful maybe when you're in a bumpy car or when you're still getting used to the Android way of typing. So that's a nice that's feature right. that some people have been requesting. Okay. Now, the thing that I think most people are excited about is that this device has an easier way to stop and start accessibility. So tell us about that. It certainly does. Under, access, under uh, settings, under accessibility, there's an option that is called direct access. Accessibility. So we'll go to direct access. More settings. Header. Dexterity and interaction. Here. Vision. Answering and ending calls. Direct access. On. Direct go. access. Direct access. On. Switch. Open your accessibility settings by pressing the home key three times in quick succession. So this allows you to open an accessibility option of your choice by pressing the home button three times quickly. So oh, wow. I'll just, so I'll just demonstrate that for talkback here. Okay. Talkback turned off. Talkback turned off. Okay. Talkback turned on. Talkback turned on. Oh, wow. And wow. So, no messing around with the gestures and the suspend and the blah, blah. That's very nice. Right. Now, this also will allow you to change it. So if you are low vision, you can set it to turn on magnification. Um, Talkback. Check negative colors. Check or negative colors. That's what it allows mm -hmm. for, negative colors. Interaction control. Interaction control, which is, which is great for people with, uh, you know, dexterity issues. Accessibility. And it'll allow you just to launch the accessibility menu. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I think that that's a nice thing that we've all been asking for. And so that's really exciting. Now, tell us about screen privacy. What's going on with that that's exciting? Well, screen privacy is pretty cool. There's a new feature that is called... Dexterity uh, interaction. Let's see. Accessibility. What is it called? Hearing. Talk back on dark screen. Keep the screen turned off at all times for privacy. Double press the power key to turn this function on or off. Checkbox checked. So it's called dark screen. And so this mm -hmm. uh, feature essentially allows you to double press the power key quickly, mm -hmm. and this will darken the screen. And so I have the feature on so that I can actually use the power button for that feature. So if I do this quickly here. Dark screen enabled. We'll hear dark screen enabled. Dark screen oh. disabled. We'll hear dark screen disabled. Now, I think of this as a privacy feature, but you pointed out that it's also a power saver feature. Right. It can be a power saver feature. I've noticed that it will actually save a bit of battery life while using it. Uh, when I looked at the battery uh, settings, it showed that the display was definitely using up a lot less battery. And so it definitely, uh, it definitely helps with saving battery. Oh, very cool. And I like that you can quickly turn it on and off in case, you know, you're doing something with a sighted person and they need to see the screen or whatever. That's great. That's right. You just want to make sure to do that power, uh, hold, do that power twice quickly. If you right. just tap the power button and then wait to tap it again, it'll actually lock your screen. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yes. Counterproductive. <laughs> right. Okay, so tell us about um, the camera. So what's going on that's new with the camera? The camera has some great features to it. It essentially allows you to... When I first opened up the camera, I was ambivalent. I didn't know whether or not it was going to be all that accessible or what we could do with it. And I was mm. very pleasantly surprised when it came up and said, there's a new talkback mode. Mm. Uh, it doesn't come up now because I've already opened it before. But mm -hmm. when I go into the camera, when I went into the camera the first time, it said that this talkback mode basically enabled voice controls. So I could say, uh, say cheese or shoot or any mm -hmm. other words that it has mm -hmm. picked out to take a picture. 
Mm-hmm. The other cool feature that it has is it does face detection. And it tells you when there's a face in the center. It tells you if you're too close to a person. It tells you if their face is, you know, bottom left of the screen or whatever else. Oh, wow. So if we go into the camera, we'll see if it actually works. Uh, I've had mixed results with it. I've had mixed results with it. And a lot of it depends on my lighting. And right now, I'm not in very great lighting, but we'll see. Right. Autofocus failed. Autofocus. That's being shy. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but normally, normally it works. It just depends. If I was outside, I'm sure it would work fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it has that, and it also they've they've done a lot of work on the gallery as well. Oh, tell and us so, about that. If I go into the gallery, mm-hmm. search for camera. Well, camera. Gallery. So if I go into gallery, the gallery. If I have a picture, it will actually, as I'm swiping through the options or through the pictures, it'll tell me that there's a picture there by announcing the date and the time that I took the picture. Oh, Oh, very good. So, yeah. So, you know, and then if I select that picture, then I can get some options. Change player button. Share player button. I can change the player. I can change. I can share it on Facebook or email mm-hmm. or any other any of the other Android share options. Edit button. Mm-hmm. I can edit it. Well, I don't know that I could edit it, but uh, it allows for that. <laughs> and I could delete it. Well, that's great. And I wonder if editing would allow us to change the name because I know sometimes I take pictures. Well, pictures are taken with my phone, and so it's nice to be able to manage them and do things with them. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Let's see. Processing three period. Auto path to auto enhance your image. Yeah, see, this gives uh, editing options. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. But I don't see any. Maybe in a file manager, I guess. Adjustment. Right. Adjustment. Yeah. Tone. Okay. But it gives a lot of options for tone, effect. Mm hmm. Portrait. Decoration. Undo. Undo. Redo. Cancel. Quite a few options. Save. Um, More options button. Showing three like clipboard. Share fire. Set as com dot sec dot android dot image dot fodora touching dot fodora touching. Well, we'll go out of that. Homes. There might be a way to do it if I went into more options. I haven't checked out all the settings. But, right. But at least we know we can, if you remember what time you took the picture or it was taken, right? you can right. find it and share it or whatever. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Now, when you were going through the settings in accessibility, I noticed that, um, as you said before, the um, accessibility settings are divided into categories. Um, and it sounds like they're divided into categories depending on, on disabilities. So there's like vision, hearing, and... Right. There's hearing, uh, there's vision, hearing, uh, dexterity. And then if you have any other apps that are set to use the accessibility service, they will show up under that, under those. But under vision, you have things like talk back and, and uh, things for magnification to adjust the colors and uh, for uh, negative colors. That'll be of interest to low vision users. A lot of them really like that. So that's good to know. Right. And then there are some various options for hearing. So you can adjust the balance and turn off sound altogether and enable flash alerts. And then dexterity has a bunch of options as well for various uh, 
you know, interactive control, air gestures to wake up the screen, you know, various, various other options. Yeah, so it's good to know that if you have maybe use hearing aids, there is a hearing aid mode with uh, in the hearing options and so on. So that's good. Okay. Right. So let's talk about um, just some general um, features that we might like. Uh, so tell us what's going on with the phone that's new. So the phone dialer is not like the KitKat dialer. It's uh, Samsung's dialer. And so if we go into it, there'll be a lot of similarities between that and the older dialer on uh, Jelly Bean. Mm -hmm. So I'll go into that. So there is, uh, it put me into the logs because that's the tab I was in before, but there are keypad across the top, logs, favorites, and contacts, and then more options. And so that's, you know, that's a little bit different. It has, there's very many options to make all kinds of different adjustments. Now, by default, when I'm in a call, and I take the phone away from my ear, it automatically takes, it puts the phone on speaker. Oh, very nice. Very nice. That way you and can write something down or whatever, use the automated phone systems. Right. And what I've noticed is a lot of people, most people can't, unless I start the call with TalkBack at 100% volume, mm -hmm. most people cannot actually hear TalkBack. Oh, very and, nice. And the, the automated menus usually can't hear TalkBack. So it's, oh, uh, very you know, nice. it's very good. So you can actually be productive and use your phone and talk to people. And they wouldn't even realize that, you know, your talkback's talking. Now, as far as answering the phone, is there um, anything interesting about uh, the way Samsung does things, whether it's uh, new or not? Right. The, Samsung gives an option to answer with the home button and to end the call with the power button. And that's not really a new thing, but it's very handy. Uh, you don't have to slide to answer or anything like that. You still can. A lot of the slide gestures on Samsung devices you need to do with two fingers instead of one. Oh, and really? The, uh -huh. uh, right. And it actually tells you that by default, uh, the lock screen comes with the slide to unlock, and you have to slide two fingers to, to unlock mm -hmm. it. And that's the same thing with answering calls. Right. Uh, I have it set to unlock using a fingerprint. So let's talk about the fingerprint. So where is the fingerprint detector? It's actually built into the home button. You can't really, you wouldn't know that there is a fingerprint reader just by feeling the home button. Uh, looks mm -hmm. very similar to a home button that existed before on Samsung. Uh -huh. And what it, asks, or what it asks you to do, and it will actually give you instructions as you're doing it. It will ask you to basically swipe, swipe down from the, close to the bottom of the screen over the middle of the home button. And it allows mm -hmm. you to set up up to three fingers uh, for fingerprinting. Mm -hmm. I've noticed it's a little bit quirky. About half the time I can unlock it and maybe a little bit more than that. And some of the rest of the time I need to enter in a password. I'll probably turn the feature off one of these days. But, you know, it's one of those new things. I just wanted to play with it. So right now it's still cool and you're okay with it. <laughs> right. You know, here I'll demonstrate it a little bit. Um, screen off. 1637. So when I go to unlock it, Dark screen disabled. when I go to unlock it, I will swipe down very close to the home button. Swipe a finger over the home device unlocked. It tells me swipe a finger over the home key. I got very lucky that time. It did it on, on the oh, first yeah, try. Oh yeah, it did unlock right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually, sometimes it'll you know it'll give you up to five attempts before it comes up with the password prompt. Mm -hmm. and usually, I can get it within two or three attempts. Sometimes mm -hmm. it just doesn't do it at all, and it just says it can't recognize my fingerprint, and it wants my password. 
Hmm. But you have to do it. This, you know, the, on the on the iPhone, you know, you can just put the on on this on this other device. You know, on the other thing, you can put the uh, <laughs> your finger right on the home button, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it'll unlock it. On this one, you have to swipe down, and you have to do it very precisely how you did it on on the you know when you when it took oh the when you set it up. Mm-hmm. And so when you set it up, you kind of want to vary it a little bit just to give it a little bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. But it does. It wants you to be very precise. You know, I get fingerprinted a lot for my job, and um, if your hands are too clean, your fingerprints don't come up very well, so you probably... Right, or if your hands are sweating, <laughs> or if your hands are wet, mm-hmm. or anything else, so that yeah. um, it asks yeah. you to type in a password, and one complaint that I've seen from people, I don't, it doesn't so much matter to me, but it doesn't allow you just to set up a pin. Uh, for the oh. fingerprint, the default option is, and the only option really is to do a password. And so it has to have one number and one letter. Well, I, I don't know what the exact character count is, but it has to have at least uh, a number right. and a letter. All right. Well, the, the good thing is that we know it's it's accessible. I mean, as long as we, with some practice, we, we can use it and use it well. Right. It's, it's very accessible. Yeah, definitely. Now, there's a battery saving mode that this phone has. Um, so tell us about that. There are several power, there's a couple of power saving modes. There's a regular power saving mode. And there's an ultra-power saving mode. And the ultra-power saving mode supposedly gives up to 24 hours of use after, you know, once you reach about 10%. Now, it doesn't automatically enable, uh, not that I've seen, and and you you can enable it at any time. I think I enabled it when it was at 50% and it said something like four or five days of use or something. Oh, oh! So it actually tells you, based on the power you have now, how many days you would have left. Right, it does. Wow! Now it goes into a special launcher, and so it's very minimalistic. It has, you know, maybe four or five icons. I, one of them is phone. One of them is messaging, and then you can mm-hmm. add a couple. Talkback reverts to the Samsung voice. Right now, that's what I'm using, but Talkback reverts to the Samsung voice if you have it on another TTS engine, and and so. And the screen goes, it's a grayscale, so you lose color. Mm -hmm. It turns off, basically, GPS. um, It turns off data. When you turn the screen off, it turns off data. Mm -hmm. It turns off uh, Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very, uh, very power power saving. Right, so you're down to the bare minimum, kind of. Right. And so if I have my phone in the battery saver mode, and I want to place a phone call. Do I need to get it out of battery saver mode, or can I place the phone call anyway? No, the phone app is already there, and so it'll allow you to place a phone call. Um, it'll allow you to mm-hmm. send a, a text. It doesn't mm-hmm. really allow for much else. I mean, you can do other things, but the more you do, the more it's going to take up battery. So by default, it limits right. you to a phone app, a messaging app. Wow. So is there anything else you want to tell us about this phone, either about accessibility or about a new feature, anything you want to add that we've maybe forgotten? Well, um, just, you know, like to say, it's a very, very accessible device. Um, they've added a lot of accessibility enhancements uh, to it. I was very torn. There's a couple of devices I was looking at, and I mm-hmm. have the Nexus, the Nexus 5 by Google, and I like the Google uh, devices because they get updated quickly. But I was torn between the HTC One M8 and the Samsung Galaxy S5, and I've seen all these new accessibility improvements and enhancements, and I just had to have them. So that was kind of what <laughs> did it for me. But it's always a question of updatability versus, you know, features. 
And mm-hmm. Samsung gives a lot of features. You know, I can power on my TV with the remote, and Samsung's apps are very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the S Health app is very accessible, and so there's it gives a lot more options. But it definitely, you know, it's not going to get updated right away. It probably could take the Galaxy S four got uh, KitKat probably about three or four months after KitKat was released. Mm-hmm. So not too terribly long, but it definitely is not as updated as the, as the Nexus five. Um, it, it's not updated as quickly. So for people who are torn between going with the quick update and the features, it really depends on maybe what they think they're going to get out of their phone. Right, right. It, it depends on which one uh, wins out. For me, I had to have a, a user-removable battery. I like the fact that I can put in a 128-gig SD card. Right. And and so for me, it came down to the flexibility that Android gives or that Samsung gives me in terms of a phone rather than updatability. And, you know, three or four months is not that long to wait. I mean, there's no guarantee that the S5 will be updated as quickly, but I have no reason to think that it wouldn't be. Well, and I mean, a phone is something we use every day. So the features that are on board really are important because they they really make up your experience. So if some of the things we've talked about today are really important to someone, you know, the say the the triple-click home, the double-click power, the um, color in inversion, blah, blah. I mean, if, if all of those things are important to someone, you know, this is a device worth considering because you're going to be using it every day to, to get real things done. That's exactly right. Well, thank you so much, sir, for talking to us today. You've given us a lot of information and, and I'm sure people who, who are just are dying to use this phone have, have much, much to think about. Right. Thank you, Anna. It's time for the That Android Show mailbag we actually don't have a lot of uh, mail lots of april fool's stuff though uh, thank you all for uh, listening uh to us over there um and the <laughs> we do appreciate the your comments and support uh, um your we, you know, we did what we can we did what we can to help the franchise that, that's all i gotta say indeed that, and that, uh, that, that, um there were there were there were um just a few of you out there who might have um just a few not enjoyed the April Fool's Fair for this very no, program. Lighten up. And hey, you know, we have some iPhones and things like that. And uh, yeah. we we did what we could to make that an interesting this show. Is not so a if, holy if you war. missed us, no. if you missed us and you're thinking, oh, it's just going to be an iPhone show, uh, go check that out. That was a uh, triple click home 28. You I will think, hear uh, Google stuff over there. Yeah, there is some Google stuff there. Yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, it, it was lots of fun to do that show. If so, you're a uh, fan of either show, there were lots of neat little in-jokes and winks back and forth, and everybody played very fair. But I I, I enjoy both shows. I have to listen to both shows. <laughs> I like the... Uh, but I thought everybody I like the Yana really one, uh, lovely cognitive dissonance. I like that. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's very, that's very intelligent. That's, that's very, very true. And actually, you guys got huge compliments about just how well you did know the other side. You know, we've actually been accused of Apple bashing over here. And I think some people forgot that we all do have some background and can speak very well to either side of it. So I think we showed we, very we do what we diverse can. nature uh, of ourselves. Let's uh, actually, <laughs> we do have one from Ben. Let's see what he has to say. This is Ben calling in um, from Spokane, and I'm calling in for Triple Click Home. And I just wanted to say that that was a really fun addition to have the folks from that Android show do Triple Click Home. It was a really clever idea, and it was just 
I thought it was really cool to have a different viewpoint on Triple Click Home. And um, there is an email in the show notes talking about interacting in regards to how voiceover behaves on Mac and in regards to interaction uh, with scroll areas and toolbars and various things. And I just want to say that I really like interacting on the Mac with voiceover. And when I came over from JAWS to voiceover on the Mac, I found that interacting was really nice because I was able to deal with items and lists in the way that a sighted person would. You know, interaction on the Mac gives us a view of how a sighted person would deal with things. So for me, I really like interacting on the Mac a lot. It's a great way to go about doing things on the Mac and so those are just my viewpoints on that. So anyway, I look forward to episode 29 for next month. All right, talk with you later. Bye. And there you go. That's one. That was uh, you know, one of the voicemails we got on that. Of course, lots one of, the of email comments and voicemails yeah. that we got. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. on Twitter. It was on the <laughs> little discussion on the IS free list. Hi, uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> it's April first. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Things happen, but uh, we and do. That's can, a good, um, seriously, it's a good one on Sarah Talk too. If you hadn't listened to uh, the news on on yes. April first, oh, yeah. There's some, definitely uh, definitely some new products coming out uh, that you might yes, want to check out. Yes, um, we do call yes. him Buddy Mays now on staff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Got to keep the legacy going, all right? Yeah. GTO coming to a store or Radio Shack closure near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> At That Android Show on Twitter, www.thatandroidshow.com. You can leave a comment on iBlink Radio and resources at serotalk, S-E-R-O-T-A-L-K.com. Didn't really actually have a lot of uh, real questions. I'm, you know, if there's anything that uh, we would we can answer for you um, now that uh, we're back, <laughs> just uh, send us a message if anything we might have missed. Just let us know. We can uh, we'll double back and we'll do it on number twenty eight of our yep. own. And, and uh, sometimes we'll we answer time. those emails directly uh, if it's between shows and it's going to be like a long time before we record again. So you you sometimes can get some answers back really quickly. There was a comment about uh, ways to turn on uh, accessibility in Android that just one that's accessible as far as i know but that's all you need is one right no there are two well one that what's the second one? Oh, sorry beg your one yeah no sorry there is one not only with one you hold down the power button and you do the two finger swipe a uh, split tap now you need to make sure that it's turned on an access understanding accessibility and i do agree i like the siri deal where you can turn on and off voiceover from siri that is kind of cool now mind you the iPhone has a, a home button that you can touch where most Androids don't have physical home buttons. So I don't know how as viable that would be. There is a caveat to that as well, JJ. If you're at the setup screen mm-hmm. of the iPhone, you can't turn on TalkBack with Siri because Siri's not. You mean voiceover? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that no, you can't turn on TalkBack with Siri. You're sorry, right about sorry, that. Sorry, voiceover with true. Siri. I'll get that amazing. right. Um, you can't turn no, on, on voiceover with Siri. We're still out the, the, the crossover. It's still crossing the <laughs> streams. Still... Yeah, no. Let's get that right. Well, once you Freedom can't turn Scientific on takes control of Apple and uh, yes. voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> One of the better April Fool's jokes. But no, you, 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 can't, you can't at the setup point. You can't do it that way. You, you have to do triple-click home and hope that it's right in the setting. And hope that no one touched it. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is true on Android so, too. I mean, really, that's yeah. the, the caveat with the setup screen deals uh, on either side is it has to be the first thing done. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just have, can we just have a universal gesture bought in something that works anywhere? Allegedly, the new Windows 8.1 for phones is going to have something. We'll see how that pans out, but there's narrator in that now. So, you know, we might have a, a third approach coming into the ring um, as far as how all that's done, but let's just have something that works regardless of where you're at in the device and how I mean, I know it's not the easiest thing ever, but it's yeah. my birthday wish for this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and some cheesecake. Oh, there you go. No, did, no poutine dogs yet. No, that that will happen though. Um, a couple months, maybe I'll give a report over to Endalon for that. Cause that, that, mm, that sounds really tasty. Mm, food. That, I think that's going to about do it. Um, I'm going to actually go uh, add some things to my Google Calendar because there's a whole bunch of scripts and things that you can do. You can like add movie listings and uh, all sorts of other things to your All your calendar. baseball schedules. Your baseball, yeah, that's right. The baseball schedule. You can just bring them right into Google Calendar. So we got a link to that in the show notes. That's really a kind of cool thing you can play with. And you can just populate your Google Calendar with much more than just Chinese New Year. And uh, <laughs> all the other holidays that are out there. So go check that out at our site at uh, thatandroidshow.com. I am JJ Madelana. We missed you. We'll have uh, you back next time. But uh, she did uh, do some app reviews for us. So thank you for that. And that's really cool. But uh, she'll be back next time. Uh, and you can uh, check out her work at, at accessibleandroid.wordpress.com and uh, tell her to update it more, just like my sites, which aren't as updated either. But uh, you know how that goes. I have stuff over at atguys.com, lots of Android accessories. And Steve, you have some of the same. Uh, you got some stuff over there in the UK. Yep. We have at www.comproom.co.uk. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Talking Droid. You got some of those, uh, the, the MyCharge, those talking batteries coming in. Now. We've got the MyCharge over here, thanks to you. Yep, we've got the MyCharge over here as well. Really cool product, really of course. Cool uh, has a built in micro USB charger because Android doesn't change their charging ports. In so, G. <laughs> they're all right, they're all right there. EU standards for micro USB. The device uses the OTG USB 3.0. It does not use the micro USB. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, they, they actually provide little adapters for the iPhones over there, don't, don't they? To make that yeah. lightning. <laughs> and, and JJ, you had you had these cool speakers. JJ was in Houston not too long ago, but JJ had some really cool speakers too, by the way. Uh, what, what were those speakers? SoundPod. Those are the uh, oh, SoundPods. Those cool. Nice Go little tiny out. speaker. Those are SoundPod. SoundPods, yes. The company's oh. called Blue Tiger, and we have them over at AT Guys. And I, cool. I did an audio demo, which is really interesting, to try to do an audio demo of the speaker. I don't know if you ever remember those commercials for the Bose Wave Radio, and they tried <laughs> to demo the radio on the commercials. Yes. Like, this doesn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> do what you can. Thanks, Joe, for uh, uh, coming on and, and uh, filling in and... Uh, Doing your best on impression. I just can't fit those high heels. I've tried, you know, just fallen arches doesn't work. That's not easy. Have you tried doing that? Walking around in high heels? Uh, it, it is not. I, I no. have much respect I don't know how for you the all do it. sex. I, I do. don't know how you all do it. Uh-uh. <laughs> not at all. And it's hard finding size 12s, by the way. In heel. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever difficult. that would be in, in female, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the crossover. And we spoke about food. Hey, in San Diego, uh, my alter ego and Ricky Inger's alter ego ate a bunch of crazy food on EOLshow.com. And uh, we ate bacon Ritz and we tried um, those crazy chips, oil cookies, 
that are based on ice cream flavors, which I've now eaten all four. Did you of get any them. sriracha Pringles yet? Or no, I'm gonna have to ship those. Those are only yeah, available in Chicago only, and only in certain areas. Oh, they're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, t- well talk to me. I'll, I'll yeah, be, we, we need to get that we, food co-op going. I'm we'll gonna. Be, I'll be over there. In a f- I'll be over we'll there in a few days, in. and we can maybe we can work a deal there. <laughs> Did I run yeah. an Android? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe the Twist Top runs on Android. It is. Uh, you could probably no. Well, you know, hackers actually used to use Pringle cans to extend their range on Wi-Fi. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the, yep. the, the Cantena. <laughs> yep. I love Pringles. Don't get me started on Pringles. Yeah, except for getting them out of the bottom. Somebody suggested that you, you take like the little like, you know the little spinner on the bottom of the of the deodorant or whatever. They should put that yeah. on Pringles cans. I totally go with that. And <laughs> you can hear more of this mayhem every week. Uh, Sarah Talk Weekly at sarotalk.com, S-E-R-O-T-A-L-K, where we catch some of the stories between the monthly episodes on SBN. And of course, you can follow all these wonderful things on Twitter and links and follow us. All that contact information is available in show notes on the various sites of SBN. Well done. Thank you so much to Patrick Purdue, producer extraordinaire, for all of his work in making us actually sound like we belong here. And <laughs> that's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Drawing.